term myself. I think a need for us to make course corrections uh, in life, uh, and that can be everything from running a race or sailing a boat or even. Um, um, like, have any of you ever been driving and, and you've put the address into Google and it takes you away that you know is not the fastest? And so you, you decide to go against Google Maps or whatever guidance system that you're doing. And so all of a sudden it goes, um, it will say something like changing course or, or correcting or adjusting maps and it gives you a brand new course. Um, sometimes it even tells you to turn around and go back the way I want you to go. Um, but there is a need for course correction. There is a need to make changes at times in life. And as we build on the idea that we built on last week, that your direction determines your destination. And the important thing that we noted in that, can you remember the extra phrase we threw in? It was your direction, not your, not your intention that determines your destination. Because everyone here, who wants to be thin? Who wants to be fitter? Who wants to have more money in the bank? Who wants, who wants to have... And so we've got a lot of good intentions that we would love to see our lives. But the thing is, very often we live against our intentions and we wonder why we don't get to a point where we are healthier, that we are more financially viable, that we are happier in our life. Why? Because your intention does not determine the way you go. The actual direction that you are taking will do that. It's like if you are wanting to get over chocolate and you walk to the fridge every five minutes, well, that's going to determine how much of the block of chocolate is left, okay? Um, it'll determine how many wrappers are in the bin because you keep going back. If you want to save money, then you have to go, I'm going to put money in there and not take it out again. But if you walk in the shops and, or you open up that catalogue and go, I want this and I want that and I'm going to have this, all of a sudden, your intention to save money is overcome by the actions that you take. And so the principle isn't rocket science. It isn't brain surgery. We know about it when it comes to geography. Like tomorrow morning when I set off to Proserpine, if I hit Gladstone, I am not going the right way. In fact, the kids won't be happy with me because we've got to go undo all that, that direction that we've taken to get back on track. And sometimes that happens. And I think sometimes that's why we struggle to change course. We've come so far this direction, we're hoping somehow that if I keep going this way, life will turn around and get me back where I want to go. Now, again, if I drive to Gladstone hoping to get to Proserpine, there is a way that I can get there. But it includes traveling through oceans, traveling over Antarctica and around the other side of the world until I come back to this side. So I could do that. I'll be back in a year or so. It's not a logical way to go. But we treat our lives the same way at times. And so turning to Proverbs 1 and 2, we, we see Solomon, who is the primary author of Proverbs. He tells us that the Proverbs were written in verse 2. It says, for attaining wisdom and discipline, for understanding words of insight, for acquiring a discipline and, and discipline and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the young. Now, who doesn't want to be a little bit more wise? The thing is, sometimes, like maybe when you're young, you look at wisdom as being, oh, being mature is being old fashioned. I want to live with risk in my life. 
And the thing is, like, sometimes we live with risk that we don't actually take into account the consequences. And you know what? It is wise, one, to learn from your own mistake. It's actually even more wise to learn from other people's. If we can sort of hear what people have gone through and and watch what they've gone through and go, I don't want that for my life. I'm going to choose a better path. That's wisdom. And so basically, as we look at these, um, this prologue that, uh, um, that Solomon has done, there's a word that appears twice that we don't use very often. Because, and it's a great word because if you can master the skill, it implies your life will work out much better. See if you can find the word that appears twice through, this, through two slightly different forms. For acquiring um, a disciplined and prudent life, doing what is right and just and fair. For giving prudence to the simple, knowledge and direction to the young. Anyone pick the word that's there? Prudence, prudent. Um, and it's an, prudence is the adjectival form. To be prudent means to know what to do, to exercise good judgment and having common sense. And, and I don't know if you've heard the phrase, usually the older you get, the more you use this phrase. The problem with common sense is it's not that common. So if you know that phrase, you're probably a bit older than some of the people who haven't heard that phrase. I didn't used to use that phrase and now I use it more often. So it speaks of my, my increasing years. Um, but basically to be prudent equals knowing what to do, exercising good judgment and having common sense. We don't use this word very much, but the book of Proverbs uses it a lot. In fact, Solomon compares and contrasts prudent people with a second kind of people he calls simple people. It sounds a bit insulting, but it's in the Bible. It's right smack bang in there. Solomon basically says you're either prudent, so you know what to do, you use common sense, or you're simple. So the thing is today, if you are fighting against being prudent you are running towards being simple. That's the direction you're going. And the, But the thing is, whatever you are, you don't want to be a simple person. Later in Proverbs, Solomon says, in 1925, he says, flog a mocker and, simple, and the simple will learn prudence, um, um, re, will learn prudence. Rebuke a discerning man and he will gain knowledge. Basically, Solomon is saying you need to beat wisdom into the simple, but a discerning man or woman, all you have to do is say a word to them and they'll take that on board and they will gain knowledge. And another place, um, Solomon says in, in twelve sixteen, a fool shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man overlooks an insult. Simple people are reactive and we live in a world of reactive people. You write something on Facebook and you'll have 20 people sort of all cap locks yelling down their, their keyboards over the internet to say how wrong you are. And the thing is, you'll, you can ask them questions, you can do a whole lot of different things, but do you know what? You can't win an argument on Facebook because it is full of simple people. They are reactive. But prudent people choose to respond. They know how to control themselves and they take things in stride. One more verse, Proverbs 22, 3. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. I want you to say that one out loud. Read that one out with me. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. 
Now I want to go to verse 27:12, one of the verses Charlotte read this morning. And I want you to read this one out with me as well. The prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. And it, it is the same one. That's right. So Solomon has actually put the same proverb in twice. He's actually done it twice. God has led him to put that in, in, the, in the book. And this is one of the, it's a common principle. When you're reading the Bible, if someone like Paul or someone like Solomon or someone like Jesus actually repeats himself, he's wanting us to pay attention. He's wanting us to take it on board. And so God is wanting us to hear this um, verse today. As I said before, simple people need to have lessons beaten into them while prudent people just need a word. So I want to give you a few words today about prudence. So the prudent see danger and take refuge, but the simple keep going and pay the penalty. So the question today, as we look at making a course direction, I suppose is how do you choose the right path? And the thing is, choosing a right path can come at different times in your life. It might be a natural sort of um, sort of dissection. You, you've, you've finished high school and you are, need to make a choice what you do next. Or you, you finish up one job and you're moving into another job and you need to make a choice what happens next. Maybe you're at a point where you have, you're having kids or having another child and there's a, a choice to make. Maybe you need to move into a bigger house or, or maybe your kids have moved out and you need to move into a smaller one. There are times when there is an, we need to make a right choice moving forward. But there are times when we're in the middle of the road and we are going the wrong way. And we need to try and recognize that and choose the right path. As the proverb was telling us, the prudent will actually see danger. They will see danger on the path that they are on and they will take refuge from it. They will change from that. But the simple will keep going along that path until they get to the end. The thing is, both of them see danger. One responds by changing course. The other one keeps going and hopes that danger will never arrive. It's like the ostrich who buries his head in the sand. If I can't see it, and it, ca- it can't see me. If I ignore it, if I ignore what I know is out there, it can't hurt me. And you can see why Solomon calls people like this simple. So how do you choose the right path? Well, number one, the prudent make course corrections. As I said at the start, life is about changing directions at times. You imagine, and anyone ever been a, a swimmer of any sort of renown, like do laps in a pool, like with lane, like lane with the lane ropes up? It's funny when you you first start doing that, especially if you like you've got the line along the bottom that you can follow. That helps you stay on track. But maybe like maybe you're someone that forgot your goggles or something like that, and you're swimming along. And after a while, if you go if you go a little bit offline and you want to swim at fifty meter pool, eventually what do you do? You hit the you hit the lane ropes. Your arms will hit them and go, oh, I'm going the wrong way. And so it actually pulls us back into line. It's a good thing. Imagine the same thing is happening. You're swimming across a lake or maybe you're swimming from one headland to another headland at the beach and you just start swimming. It's very easy to get off track. If you're out in the ocean, the current can turn you this way or that way. The waves can push you. And all of a sudden, if you keep your head down and keep swimming, New Zealand becomes closer than Australia. So what do you need to do? Every now and again, you need to put your head up and look and go, no, that's where I'm going and, and change direction. 
I, I do the same with my kids when we're at the beach and, and, and the current is pushing them up the beach. And so every now and again, you sort of go, okay, guys, move all the way back up here. We make a course correction to get them back into a place that they need to be. Well, it's a little bit more complicated that in life, but the part of choosing the right path, right path is getting off the wrong one. Wouldn't you agree? Like, I, I can't hope to get to my, the right, destora- the right destination on the wrong path. So we need to get off that path. And saying this, this behavior, this habit, this relationship, this whatever you name it, is leading me somewhere that's going to hurt, so I'm going to get off this path and get on a better one. So that's an important step to realize that the prudent make course corrections. But unlike the prudent... The simple keep right on going. When a prudent person senses that, that a relationship is moving in an unhealthy direction, they do something. The simple keep going. When a prudent person sees trouble on their financial horizon, they do something. The simple keep spending. When a prudent person realizes that God is their most important person in their universe and their relationship with him isn't growing, they do something about it. The simple keep doing whatever they were doing that took their time away from God to begin with. So just so we're clear, the second half of the proverb says the simple keep going and pay the penalty. They pay the penalty because they they see no connection between the choices of today and the experiences of tomorrow. They overlap the fact that every path has a destination. One of the things when you, you when you look at some of marriage breakdowns that happens in our world, a lot of them are due to people having affair and cheating. And the thing is, as much as I suppose the media portrays it as spontaneous things, a lot of affairs start with choices, simple choices where we invest in another person. We actually value their opinion over them rather than our husband or wife and, and we listen to them more and all of a sudden it goes down a path. And so often you will hear people say, it just happened. It just happened. But no, it didn't. It started a, long, a lot of steps backwards and it led to this point. That was a path that they took to get there and they ignored the path that they were on to get to that point. They were simple and they didn't realize the penalty that they would pay. And here's the really sad part about not making course corrections. Not only does, it, does a simple person himself pay the penalty, but often the people around him pay the penalty as well. Whether that's your family, whether that's your workmates, whether that's a business partner, other people pay the penalty along with you. You would hate, it to, you would hate to be called simple, but if you are 30 years old or 50 years old or 15 years old and you see a problem in the future because of the path that you are on and you need to get off that path if you don't you are simple that uh, without me being insulting that is the truth of it if you stay in a part on a path that is going to do you damage you are simple as the bible puts it and you will pay the penalty you may be parenting a wayward child and go, you know what, I don't know what to say to my child. I don't know how to draw them back in line. I don't know how to, know, to show my love. And so what do I do? I'll do nothing. And I'll hope it turns out for the best. And all of a sudden, the relationship you have with the child is, is irreversibly damaged and they cause themselves harm. And you're left wondering, what could have I done? And you should have done at least something. 
Maybe you're a teenager wanting to, to get good results in your exams and you go, okay, I've got to put effort in the study. And as you sit down to study, your phone goes, ding. Oh, who's that? Oh, oh yeah, I've just sent a message. I've just sent this. And oh, check out this video. And hours later, the studying that was meant to be done wasn't. And as you sit down for that exam, whatever exam that may be, you go, I wish I'd put more time into studying. And as you get the result back, your intention to get an A was undone by the actions that you took. Maybe you're spending too much of your budget. Each work paycheck goes by and each, each, each month goes by and the credit card debt goes up and, and you're not getting caught up on your bills and you kind of go, oh, what can I do? What can I do? And it, the, the prudent would go, okay, well, I'm going to have to stop, stop spending somewhere. I'm going to have to save some money. I'm going to have to pay down debt. But the simple goes, well, I'm just going to keep on spending to the point I'm going to get to a point I can't pay my bills. I can't pay off my credit card. I'm going to have to ask people for help because of the situation I've got myself into. Maybe you're drifting away from God. Maybe, and the, and the thing is, there's lots of things that go into this. Is your Bible dusty because it hasn't been opened in months? How important is coming together as the body of Christ? Are you looking for opportunities to grow in your faith, to, to grow in your trust of God? Or are you just a someone who's coming along to a restaurant and consuming what's on offer? If you don't put anything into it and you go, why am I drifting away from God? The simple will keep asking that question. The prudent will go, I have to change something to get to that point. And that's the third point I want to make today. The prudent people know that it's not what they see that makes a difference. It's what they do that makes a difference. They do things. They make course corrections. And that, that's the thing, like, just imagine for a little bit that you are swimming in a, a pool of water and there is a giant lizard that's called a crocodile swimming towards you. If you are simple, you may stay there and go, I hope that crocodile chases after one of my friends instead. But your friend is prudent. And your friend decided to start swimming as soon as it saw the ripple in the water. So the prudent person is close to shore now and you are trying to hide in the water, not realizing crocodiles can see underwater. You see what's going to happen? Like the, the, the simple person will pay the penalty. That they, they, they see the problem, but they don't do anything about it. So the, the thing is, we need to be people that not only see the problem in our life going, what do we need to do about that? And sometimes that might mean asking for help. We may not have the answer that we need to change that. Maybe it's asking someone to come alongside us and go, can you help me with this? Can you be my support person in this? Can you cheer me on when I do this? So how do you make a course correction? Well, first of all, you do something. You take action. You step off the path you're on and get on another one. This is almost always hard because we are creatures of habit, especially bad habits. We are creatures of momentum. We naturally continue to do what we are used to doing. And if we are used to overeating, overeating feels natural. Um, if we're used to losing our temper, losing our temper feels natural. If we're used to online chat rooms, we're used to doing that. Momentum carries us in the same direction. So changing direction means 
hard work. It also means you almost always give something up. This, this is, again, it's common sense, but the, it's a real struggle for us because, again, our intention says we want to change. We want to go the direction God wants us. But I go, I enjoy this stuff so much. I don't want to give it up. And this is taking us along this path over here. And we keep going, why am I not going that way? Because we are holding on to the things that are taking the wrong direction. It almost always requires sacrifice, which is why we don't do it. And this is where it gets ironic. When prudent people act, they often look foolish because they're doing something that seems so extreme to everyone else. They do things that others don't do. They swim against the stream. They act if then is now and change the course before the wall ever hits them or they ever hit the wall. And when you behave prudently, you will usually be left looking embarrassed or you'll usually be looking like you stand out because no one else is doing it. You go to a party and you're not getting drunk. You go somewhere else and you're not swearing. You go here and you're saving your money and you live in a certain way and people go, why are you doing that? So foolish to live that way. And people actually try and drag you down to their level so that they don't feel bad for the example that you are setting. But the prudent will stand out. And when we continue on that path, someday you will breathe a sigh of relief. You know what's funny about this proverb? It seems like it's the exact story that we were told when we were kids, the three little pigs. You remember the story. One builds his house out of straw, one builds his house out of sticks. And when the big bad wolf comes along, he huffs and puffs and blows the house down. That's what happens. Solomon would call these two simple pigs. They did not, they recognized that there was a danger, but they did not prevent the danger from happening. The third little pig was a prudent pig. He built a house out of bricks because he saw the danger coming and he built a refuge. We all know that life is going to bring us challenges, don't we? When we recover from this economic town downturn, there'll be someone, another one up a few years' time. There'll be but prudent people plan for it. They don't live on the edge of things all the time. If you're married, sometimes the type of challenge will, will stretch and strain your relationship at some point. Prudent people know that, know that so they don't take their marriages for granted. They work on them in, in good times so they will have more strength to, to weather the bad. We need to take action before we hit the wall that's in front of us, the wall of consequence. So we need to be aware and monitor our lives for problems ahead. And these are probably the top five areas that we, general areas we need to monitor. Spiritual, relational, moral, physical, and financial. And I think they need to go in that order too. The most important thing in the world is God. And the most important thing um, on earth is relationships. Nobody gets on their deathbed wishing that they had more money. They might wish they had a better body so they could live longer. They might wish they lived a better morally so that people would think better of them. Almost everyone on their deathbed wishes they had more time with family and friends and everyone on their deathbed wants to be right with God. So these are the paths we should monitor. Imagine if all of us in this room love God with all our heart, 
soul, mind, and strength, like the Bible says he wants us to. Imagine how great a place this would be if we were becoming more and more like God in character. Our church would be a little reflection of heaven. If we love God enough, we actually spill our, we'd actually spill our influence over into our community. We were, we're actually doing better and better each year. Imagine if our reputation, our morals, and what people thought of us was exactly what you'd like them to think of you. One guy once said, my goal in life is to be the man my dog thinks I am. Like dogs and not cats have a very different response to that. So again, if you're a cat person, I will pray for you. Um, that's as much as I can do. Um, um, but if you're a dog person, when you come home, our dogs love us as soon as they see it. They love us in the morning. Um, they love us when we come home. They and, and in our family, we arrive home in different times. So they're excited when I get home with some kids and, and then the next kids are here and they're right at the door. Their noses are right in the corner of the door waiting to push through to say hello because they think we're awesome. With that in mind, imagine if we were the men and women that our dogs thought we were. That if we lived in a way spiritually and relationally and morally, if we lived in a way where our physical and, and financial fell under that idea that we are journeying with God, we want to be on the path that God wants us to be on, would that change who you are now? I suppose that's the question. Do you need to make a correction in your path do you need to make a course correction to get in line with what God wants to do? Remember, it is our direction, not our intention, that will determine our destination. And the prudent will see danger and take refuge. They get off the wrong path and they get on the right path. They make course corrections. They don't just think about it or worry about it. They do it. So homework for this week, what sort of course correction do you need to make in your life today? What change do you need to make to make sure you get to the place God wants you to get to? Okay, let's pray. Lord, as we come together today and, and, and we hear of, of your leading in our life, I, I pray that, first of all, we see the dangers, we see um, the things that can cause us harm, and that we would be people of action and turn away from that, that we'd be people that would not continue along a path that will um, bring along penalty for our lives. But Lord, I pray you'd give us wisdom for the changes that we need to make. I pray that you would open up our eyes to see the problems that are around us, that we would be aware. And I pray that as we walk with you, we get to a place where we live in, in that obedience of following you. And we pray this in your name. Amen. Amen. 